The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Evergreen Park, the EP Podcast, is your on-demand weekly radio show. And we are back right now. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hannah joins me in moments. On the program today, Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. It is the EP Podcast. And the EP Podcast is proudly brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. First National Bank of Evergreen Park is dedicated to supporting our area with great banking tools and friendly service. They're a true community bank that provides our neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking, an account with free ATMs nationwide. Plus, when you open up a total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. That's just for EP Podcast listeners. All you have to do is visit evergreenpark.com slash eppod. $100 required to open. Requirements are there to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. I love driving past that place at 95th and Pulaski, looking at the big clock tower, thinking to myself, EP Podcast, First National Bank of Evergreen Park, together, forever. I love it. And now, an announcement. Before we get to Village Trustee Mark Marzullo, the EP Podcast wants to first tell you why you didn't get an on-demand Mass, Sunday Mass from Most Holy Redeemer. We were proud to help them out. We also helped out Queen of Martyrs for a while when the pandemic set in. We try to do our best to help out all in the community, and now Most Holy Redeemer has finally opened up as of this past weekend. They had 50 people in the church per Mass this past weekend, and that's going to get bigger going forward. Because of that, we're no longer recording a specialized mass for them. But if you're still looking for that because you're not ready to go outside, go to mostholyredeemer.org. But now here's the big announcement. Because that frees up some time, the EP Podcast announces a brand new schedule starting right now. Mondays, your on-demand EP Podcast. 30 minutes of good right here in Evergreen Park. Wednesday night, 7 p.m., the EP Podcast is live. All you have to do is use the Podbean app. Get it in any app store. Get more details at theeppodcast.com. But now on Fridays, when you wake up, you're going to get the EP Podcast weekend update. Anything that's changed, anything at all, ever since the Monday On Demand show, you get an update. It's a quickie, 5, 10 minutes, but whatever's going on. Big event, something going on at a bar or restaurant, something going on in the park, the mayor sent out a letter we got to talk about, it's there. On Demand every Monday when you wake up. Live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for you. Fridays, the weekend update. All the EP podcasts and all you have to do is subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. And if you've never checked out a live show, we're actually going to show you what one is like today. Now, they last about an hour, so we're going to give you the best of this past Wednesday night's live program. Mark Marzullo joined myself and Hannah at the 9-foot homemade oak bar virtually. And we're getting to that next, right after your word on the street, right here on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. Let's go. 
It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street. The Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce, we actually heard from Kelly Maroney just last week on the show, is announcing their summer shopping in Evergreen Park campaign. And if you have a business or know somebody that has one in Evergreen Park, make sure they reach out to Kelly at the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce. They'll be running a campaign throughout July and into August for every local business. Shoppers keeping the green and evergreen will need to spend only $10 or more at three participating businesses each week to qualify for a weekly raffle. It's part of an initiative to get everybody back on their feet. Keep listening for more details. This weekend, I got a personal text from Paisha Allen, the coordinator over at the youth department. She wanted to make sure that we knew about their babysitting classes, plus summer camps, dance camps, all available right now. Give her a call, 708-229-3377 for any details you may need. Spots are going to run out quick. Get the kids out of the house in a safe, secure environment with Evergreen Park. That's your EP podcast, Word on the Street. We move on. Portions of last Wednesday's live broadcast here for you on demand. Don't miss it this Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Podbean app. With one button, you could be on the line with us. And who knows what happens after that. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool. All about the bounce in my step. Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget. Used to keep it cool. Okay, so you guys want to start a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. What we need to do is start from scratch. There's lots of podcasts There's like six of them now. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve podcasts that I'm doing a week. I come down here into the bar, I drink all day long, and I do podcasts. My wife is like, you have a problem. I love your new and it's job, not the, Chris. it's not the drinking, it's the podcast. There's too many of them. Should I keep it light? Stay out of the fight. No one's gonna listen to me. If I write a song, preaching what is wrong. Will they let me sing on TV? Should I keep it light? You're gonna eat lightning. You're gonna crap thunder. Is that right? You're gonna be a greasy <laughs> Italian tank. Growing up on a podcast. Socks in the basement. Socks in the, basement. the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb. We gon' burn the whole house down. Joining me on the phone line right now is Mark Marzullo. Mark, how are you? Uh, can you, do you have me? I got you, Mark. Oh, yeah. You're in there. Oh, I, I did it right. God bless America. <laughs> God bless I'm America. I'm a technology guru all of a sudden. <laughs> Look at you. Good for you. You can brag now to the to the younger generation, to the kids, everything like that. You figured it out. So I'm happy. Okay, my daughter helped me, but that's what the truth is. <laughs> so Mark is a village trustee. He comes on every once in a while. If you've never heard him on the show before. And uh, we haven't had him on recently because I've been able to get the big boss recently. We've had the mayor on a couple of times. And I just missed Mark's voice. And I also like the fact that anything I ask him, he just goes ahead and answers it. And so, uh, and he, and he never holds back. And, and also I just wanted to check on him and see like, you know, how are things? Because, you know, you, you run your own business. We've been doing this reopening. It's not moving as fast as I want it to move, but at least it's moving. Uh, it's nice that the weather's out. I see people out doing things. I see people trying to get back to the most normal that they can be, but how are things going over there in the Marzullo household? 
Well, we're doing well. Um, you know, again, is on my last show that I told you I'm an essential business, so I've been working every day, um, being very safe. You, 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 your whole lifestyle changes when you, when you have a, an essential job, and it's not essential in the fact that nurses and police and firemen, but it's an essential uh, business that we run. And you, you do business and you run your life in a whole different way to be careful from this disease. So it, it, it's, a, it's a challenge. Right. No, no, it definitely is. The other thing is the fact that I think it grates on you. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I want to talk about all kinds of stuff today because if we sit around and talk about COVID for 20 minutes, I'm going to bang my head against the bar because I, it, it just, I've, it's worn on me at this point, Mark. It really has. I think it's worn on a lot of the people in the village. I know that I jumped into the group that's helping open up uh, Redeemer because I got three kids that are over there. And, you know, so I, I've been part of the whole process of the thing. And I've seen it firsthand that, you know, not only as a business owner talking to other business owners, there are some people that are so fed up with this that the, the businesses now, it's like they got to treat everybody with kid gloves because you don't know what they think when they walk in. Like you want them to wear the mask, but you might have somebody standing at the door and it's aggravated because you're telling them to wear it. You, you know, you want people to understand like, hey, you know, we can only have so many people in the pews. It's not our choice. It's the archdiocese that's telling us to do it. But I know that they're already getting people that are annoyed with them over at that church. And I'm sure it's happening in every church in the area. And so, you know, it, it starts to grate on me talking about it because I, I, you know, I'm tired of it, but I know a lot of people are tired about it right now. And, and how do you, how do you get yourself to feel as normal as possible? You know what? I felt great today when I drove home from work and I saw kids playing baseball, organized baseball in the parks again. Yeah. yeah. They were having practice. Uh, there are some things going on. Um, just to see the kids out and be kids because we're adults, we can handle different things. We're, you know, we have a lot of challenges in our lives, but these kids need to be out and be with kids and, and oh, to yeah. see them out there just warm my heart because you need them out there. They need to be with their friends. They need the social interaction. So that's what really, you know, gave me a lot of confidence today that, Hey, we're finally going in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. And the other uh, interesting comment I got from one of my neighbors now you know, in the little group that I'm at, I got three houses that are next to each other. But because of the fact that I'm on a corner, I got a house that's directly behind me as well in the driveway. So they've been there forever. I've got new neighbors on either side, but they were there well before I got there, raised their kids here in Evergreen Park, and and they're still there, they, you know, the husband and the wife. And I got my kids out in the backyard because I put up a little pool for them. I've got like, you know, the, the, the youngest guy got a tent for his birthday, so he's running around in it. My daughter asked for something for her graduation. She got some hammock swing. They basically are living in the back backyard right now. They do get out, but they like we kind of have to hold back because we're going to see the grandparents this weekend. So I'm like, hey, this week you're hanging out the house. And they said they're like, you know what? It's really nice to hear kids playing again. That was, I mean, they, yes. like, I, my wife was all worried because she's like, oh, you know, they're being really loud. I'm like, they're playing. They're outside. They're playing. And right away, the woman that was sitting in the driveway behind me, she, you know, my, my neighbor, she goes, she goes, oh, it's just so nice to hear them again. It's so nice to hear like laughter again, instead of feeling like you're in a disaster movie. And I, and I think that that's something that people really needed right now. And so I, I, I get what you're saying now. Let's, uh, let's kind of flip, uh, flip around here on a few different topics. I'm just kind of curious about first off. Uh, you know, I, I think the guy who's the mayor of uh, Orland Park wants to run for higher office. That guy's become like a big, you know, like a big, like, you know, he's constantly sending out YouTube videos and stuff like that. I kind of like the way that uh, Mayor Sexton's doing it. He's like, basically, he gets on the EP podcast. He sends out the letter, he, he, you know, he, I, I guess to each his own. But I, you know, I, I'm sure as a public official, there's part of you that sometimes wants to jump on the Internet and be like, this is what I think of this thing. And I'm going to tell you all because I'm sick of dealing with it. Do you get to that point? 
Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean we're all frustrated. We we've all had it. It's just it's just the point where you just want to say, forget everything, let's do it. But then you really have to take a step back and go, wait a minute. This was a horrible situation that we're in. And I think what the purpose that we need to focus on is get back into it slowly, even though we want to get back faster, because it can't, we don't want it to happen again. Because when this comes back in September, October, November, mm-hmm. we're going to be back to where we started. And we, yes. we just can't have that. And, you know, I heard an interesting guy on the radio today, and he, and he was talking, and he said, you know, this has been tough on everybody. But he goes, can you imagine the generation before us, the sacrifices they made during World War II and the things they had to give up and rationing and and the hardships they went through? So when you look back at the generations and the hardships they had to do and the sacrifices they had to do for their country, this is nothing. I think you're dead on with that one, and I agree with you. I mean, it's the same reason why, look, I get that wearing a mask makes you feel silly and you might not like it. But, I mean, I saw an interesting stat the other day that, like, if you have COVID and you wear the mask and you're standing next to somebody who doesn't have it, you have a very slim chance of giving it to them. But if they're wearing a mask and you don't have one on and you have COVID, you they have a 70% chance of still getting it, even though they're wearing the mask. Like you wearing it is for the people that, that, mm-hmm. that are working in the restaurants. You're, you're wearing it for the people that are, uh, that you're interacting with. You're, you're keeping it on you when you're walking down the street in case you can't get yourself to walk six feet away from somebody where you can throw the thing over your face real quick. And I know it's annoying and it stinks and I hate it and, you know, at first, I mean, I tried to make it as fun as possible with the kids. I got a multicolored mask and they all these, you know, like you guys can accessorize. I, I don't care. But I mean, I also want them to understand that as much as I don't think this is the way the world's going to be forever, it's the world is now. I think the thing that gets people is that some people think this is it forever. That term, the new norm, drives me nuts because this is not the new norm. And we found out this week that now there's a steroid that they were trying out in the UK and it reduces the amount of people that pass away that are on on ventilators. It was 50% of people on ventilators were going to die. It was a half and half flip a coin. And now the WHO comes out and they're changing all the stuff saying, yeah, give them this 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 steroid that's used for arthritis problems because it actually cuts the thing almost in half what it already was. So there's going to be advancements. This is not going to be like this forever. I keep saying it like, you know, with the fact that younger kids, they they have a less of a chance of dying than older people, that five to 10 years from now, some kid's going to get COVID on the block and you're going to send them down to go play with all the other kids because you want them to get them when, it's young, when they're young, like how chicken pox used to be in the 80s for me. I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm nuts, but that's, I don't think this is forever. And I think that's the thing that gets the people. They think it's forever, Mark. No, I don't. I don't think it's forever. But I always, when you mentioned the chicken pox, I can remember when one guy got it. My mother put everybody in the same room. Was like, get it all right now. You kids all hang out together till everybody gets it. So I can done deal with it. One week, you're all done with it. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them.
everybody's going to itch for a while, and then uh, and then we're going to be done with this. Because I had an aunt who never got chickenpox. She got it when she was in her late 50s and ended up in the Ooh. hospital. Like, it's much worse when you're older. So that was one of the reasons why you did that. So I just keep wondering, like, what, this will continue to evolve. But the worst thing is, and in the middle of an election year, in the middle of a really difficult time in our country where everybody seems to be at each other's throats, with social media, which I believe is just run amok at this point. I mean, you have people that are spreading things around in neighborhoods. There's a there's a couple of pages out there and a couple of people running things where they're, they're almost doctoring videos to try to get people that are angry in the area and get them fired up about different groups and different beliefs and everything else like that. I, I imagine that if this would have happened next year, it wouldn't have been as bad and as messy. And I think that's the thing that stinks. And I feel, I've said it on the show before, I feel more confidence in my local government than I have in those that are above it. Like, I'm frustrated with the governor's office. I would be going through the wall if Lori Lightfoot was my was my mayor and I owned a business. Like, there's just certain, like, we're, I feel very fortunate in the fact that you guys, you can't do very much, but at least you seem to have a good understanding of, and a level-headed view of everything. And is that from having meetings every once in a while? Are you guys, like, talking a lot, like, on the phone? How does, how does the village uh, trustees and the mayor's office, how are you interacting through this whole thing? You know, we communicate. Uh, we still have our we meeting once a month. Uh, we're bringing four. We're allowing four trustees into the room, very well distanced. Uh, the mayor gives us a rundown. But you know, Mayor Sexton and the trustees have an open door policy. Uh, I call the mayor. I, I meet with the mayor. Uh, you know, I walk in his office. What's going on? And he just says, "Here's A, B, C, D, and F. Here's what's going on." And he's very honest with all of us. And, you know, the group, the group of, of trustees that we have, you know, they call us politicians, but we're not politicians. You know, they're school teachers, there's business guys, there's a you know carpenter on there, there's a heating guy. It's just it's a group of local residents that just want to make Evergreen Park a better place to live and has no agenda other than that. And that's what we're all about. And then that's why the government's kind of, you know, Jim Sexton does a wonderful job and we're, we're there to support him. And yes, we do have our disagreements, uh, but for the most part, Jim's heart's in a village and our heart's in a village and we're pretty much on the same page. That's a good thing. And I, and I, I'm glad with that. Now let's talk a little business. Cause I like talking business with you. And you know, that's something we've talked about a lot here on the show is the local businesses and it being a backbone and, it's important to Evergreen Park, and we know that a lot of them took a hit. Now, I'm going to just tell you a few stories because I want to get your reaction. And, folks, you're welcome to jump in into the chat room. You can write anything. I'll read it to Mark, or you can jump in and call in if you want to ask a question or talk. But let me just tell you a few different stories I know. I know, first of all, I know that, unfortunately, and I met her several times, uh, the owner of Murray's Browse and Brew had to close down during this thing. They're closed over on 99th Street next to where Porter Collins is. Um, I, I also know that we had a new, and I don't have the exact name. I got to go find out about them. We have a new taco place that opened up on Western Avenue in Evergreen Park and 79th street barbecue had to delay their opening, but they're still intending to open on 95th. Um, I've also talked to a couple of different business owners around here without mentioning names. I know I spoke to one Evergreen Park businessman who I remember as being very, very happy with being in Evergreen Park and pumped up about the future who's completely down in the dumps and doesn't know if he's going to survive over the next year or so. Mm. Are you guys sitting around and talking about not only the growth of new business at this point, because this may be going on for a while, but how we're going to, is there anything else that we can do for the businesses that are out there? Because even if they get to open up at this limited capacity at the next stage and keep their patios where they're almost to where they were to recover from what they lost may be insurmountable 
because the bills kept coming the entire time. So, uh, you know, is there is there an event? Is there the possibility we talked about it with the, you know, maybe the gaming or is something something else out there? Are you guys kicking any ideas around here now as we move into the summer months and they're starting to open up? Like, how can we make sure? Because you've done so much work on this, Mark. We talk about this all the time. Evergreen does such a good job bringing businesses in. It'd be a shame to fall back five years and have places closing down, right? Well, what we try to basically do is, you know, that's always been kind of our motto is keep the green and evergreen is, A, we're constantly pushing everyone to do business in Evergreen Park and, 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 and go to our restaurants, go to our stores, go to Evergreen first, make that your first choice. There's, you know, only so much a village could do. Uh, mostly all your taxes and everything, all your revenue. For example, uh, 70% of your tax bill, uh, property tax bill, it's the schools. So the schools might have to come in and say, you know, maybe we could reduce something and help the burden on our residents. Uh, you know, the high school's doing a lot of good things over there, but maybe they could back off some of their projects. Maybe the local schools could just back down a little bit. Uh, I know that's an unpopular thing when you say because children are being hurt. But I think everybody in a, is going to have to sacrifice a little bit to try to get property taxes, real estate taxes down, help them on that end. But the point you make is 100% correct. The bills still keep them coming in. And most of those businesses had to go and get a bank loan. And pretty soon that bank loan is going to be due. And the banks are not, you know, I'll tell you who your greatest friend is when you need money is the bank. And then when, you, when, when you're in trouble, they're not your greatest friend. They want your money now. So... You know, there's going to be some tough times for these guys coming up because they're going to have to do a lot of business, create a lot of revenue just to get back what they have and maybe pay off some of the loans that they have. One of the things you brought up for the restaurants, you know, I was never a big proponent of it, but we're going to have to really look at gaming machines for these restaurants. Going to have to take a hard look at it. A lot of rules are going to have to be in place. Can't live it. We don't want it like other suburbs where there's, you know, they open up a wine bar and they got six machines in there. Some of our established businesses that we develop a real serious criteria, uh, uh, things that rules that they have to follow. I think we get some of these businesses and help them in that aspect and just encourage our residents to go there and spend everything they can. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, I have tried my hardest to make sure that what we're doing, like I the other day, I'm going to say, I mean, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm confessing my sins here, Hannah. But the other day I'm doing a project out. (laughs) I'm doing a project in the backyard. And I'm like, okay, I got to go run up. I got to go grab a couple of bags of rock and some other stuff. And I go up to the Ace Hardware and they just, I mean, I think home, home improvement places are getting cleaned out. Everybody's got all this time on their hands. So everybody's doing yes. that pet project that they've been waiting to do. They're like, yeah, I got no parties this weekend I'm going to. I'm going to do that, that project. I'm doing the same thing. And they yeah, were out. can't buy mulch anywhere. Oh, Everywhere's yeah. out of mulch. They were out. I had to go to the Home Depot and I felt bad going into Oak Lawn and spending money because of just what, just what Mark said, because like, I want to just make sure we can make it here. And I feel like that's like what we've beca- we have to do. I mean, we have uh, we have big Mike inside the chat room and I'm not, I'm going to kind of surmise what he wrote, but he's mad at the governor. Okay. He's mad at the governor. Doesn't think the governor oh, cares about, doesn't care about local economies and that he's just going to keep delaying and delaying and delaying. And then when he gets the federal aid, he'll use it to fix all the other problems in the state. And it's never going to trickle down to us. And so I think a lot of people are very worried about like what happens locally. But I think that the best thing is that they're trying to support their local establishments. And that's the thing. Like I'm trying to do the exact same thing. I'm trying to keep the green and evergreen as much as I possibly can. And um, I, I guess the, the other, the follow-up question and that would be is, is there, is there anybody knocking on the door right now? Is there any project sitting there right now or somebody, ta- you know, thinking about it saying, you know, even in this time, I want to move into evergreen park and, and work. Cause I'm going to tell you, I know a couple of business owners that are over in Chicago that sit around and say, man, 
they got taken care of a lot better over in Evergreen Park than we've been taken care of here in Chicago. So you, do you get any bites or do you anticipate any uh, bites coming from new businesses? Everything has an end and every people and good business people are going to sit there and say, you know what, they're, we're going to look, there are going to be new people in Chicago and other areas that weren't treated so well. They're going to take a very hard look at Evergreen Park and see the things that we offer them. And I, I, I suspect there'll be a huge uptick. Right now, everybody's laying in the weeds. You know, the, the, the biggest thing in virus, or the biggest part of this virus is the uncertainty. So when, you, when people are uncertain, especially in the business community, they tend to sit in the weeds. Let's see what happens. Let's look left. Let's look right before we cross the street. But once you lose some of this uncertainty and see some positivity, you're going to see some entrepreneurs make some investments. And I, and, and I guarantee you this. They'll be looking very hard at Evergreen Park. There's been people talking to the mayor. Um, you know, what do you think? What do you know? What do you think? And, you know, they're a little bit gun shy right now, not because of Evergreen Park, just because of the whole everything that's going on in the world. But I think that when this ends, and soon I hope, that you were going to have a good rebound in Evergreen Park and things will be quicker in Evergreen Park business-wise will be better than it is in a lot of other communities. And, and Mark, I want to say, I want to put my vote in right now. I heard this from Glenn Panuski last week that since there's no uh, day at the park and they are trying to figure out what other event they could do, the idea, the possibility of a uh, Oktoberfest, I'm all in on that. You just, I, I want you, I want you voting for that. I just want you to know if We're you're in there, vote on that. We're 100% behind that. There's, <laughs> you know, there's, believe me, we, not only do we like to, you know, Run, get involved in village government that I am, but I, I love having a beer with the local people. Believe me, it's, <laughs> I've been here my whole life, and I was drinking a lot of beer before I became a trustee. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Does your financial advisor actually take time to listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? Why worry about those things when Tom Walsh is nearby? He's your local Edward Jones financial advisor. He works with you, focusing on what's important to you. He uses an established process to create personalized financial strategy, and he partners with you to help your strategy stay on track. Listen, families in South Chicagoland have been benefiting from Tom's get-to-know-you approach and do-the-right-thing values for over 18 years. Contact my close personal friend and also a fellow Brother Ice alumni, Tom Walsh. He's your local Edward Jones advisor, located in Mount Greenwood, right outside of the EP at 111th and Kedzie, member SIPC. My favorite thing in the whole world used to be to go to airport bars. Something that, like... Favorite you know, thing in the world? Oh, yeah. Was to I go to airport bars? I loved going to airport bars. You don't... You see, that's the thing. Before social media... Paying triple the price for a beer? Yes. And you want to know why? Here's the best. <laughs> yes. I loved... I would purposely... When I was younger, I would purposely book a trip with a layover in some strange town. Like, oh, I've never been to Cincinnati, and I'm not actually going to go, but I'm going to stop over there for a couple hours. And I get off the plane. At the airport. And I go sit in the airport bar, and you'd meet all these people that would come in from around the country. And you'd have the most interesting conversations with all of them because they don't have a phone they could type on. See what I'm saying? So back then, you could sit down, and you could have a real conversation with some stranger. And if something was on the news or something with a sports team or something else like that, you would have an honest conversation about politics or, or, uh, or, or the big, you know, something going on with in, in sports or something like that. And people didn't get offended because you were face right, to face when right. you talked to them. So everybody has to be human. You can't get ready of your humanity. You have to be face to face and talk with people. 
And so now you're face-to-face sitting at this place, having an overpriced beer. You know that that person's going to disappear in the crowd in a half hour or so when, they're, when it's time for their flight. You're disappearing in 45 minutes. You're never going to see him again. It's the most honest conversations you could possibly have, but the meanness of social media is gone. And now they don't exist because now you go to an airport bar, everybody's looking on their phone. So th- yes. those conversations are gone now. I always thought neighborhood bars, airport bars, places where people didn't have their phones, I love to sit down and have conversations. Erica used to sit there and tell me that it was ridiculous that every time we went out, I would make friends with a stranger. She's like, who is this guy you're talking to? And I would just have this big conversation. You can't do that anymore because people would rather sit on their phone and have an argument. And it it, it drives me insane. You know, it's like the, it's the reason that I feel like, like if anybody looked at me, like when my kids go, why is the world crazy? Social media. Really? And yeah, I tell them, social legit. media. Yes, all, yes. all humanity is gone because of social media. Nobody yes, really wants to have a real discussion. They just want to argue. Nope. They want to get the yep. last word. They want to be able to sit there and say, I won that argument. You know? They're all right fighters. And, and that's the thing. And, and, and it, it's, it, is, it is really torn at the fabric of everything. And what stinks about the pandemic is more destroyed more, relationships. Right. It has destroyed careers. More it than has the mask. Families. More than the mask wearing and the staying at home thing. The worst thing about the pandemic has been the increase of social media. Okay. Oh God. Because it's you don't terrible. have anything to do. The increase of social media use and the less times that you speak to somebody face to face has been the greatest mm-hmm. thing that has hurt people out of this pandemic. Take one, 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 because you left me, and two, two, two for my family, and three, three, three for my heartache, and four, four, four for my headaches, and five, five, five for my lonely, and six, six, six for my sorrow, and seven, seven, oh, no, tomorrow, and eight, eight, I forget what it was for, but nine, nine, nine for a lost God, and ten, 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 everything, 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 everything. You can just kiss off into the air Behind my back I can see them stare They hurt me bad, but I don't mind They hurt me bad, they do it all the time Yeah, yeah. yeah they do it all the time yeah, yeah. yeah, they do it all the time 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 I want to explain why Hannah's not down here. Uh, you, you've, I don't even know if you want to get into it, but I know you've had a rough week. I've had a rough week, you know, and it's only Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, just, just what else? What else is there going to be? You I know? know. And I feel so bad you're not over here because we were going to have you over. And then my folks are like, we're going to, the, we're going to go visit them this weekend. And we're going to be hanging out that's, with them with the awesome. kids. And I was like, well, you know, we've been so good. And even though I think Hannah's going to be totally fine over here. And I know you're doing all the social distancing. I was like. I'm just going to err on the side don't, of caution. Yeah, and do it over don't the phone. chance it. But, don't you know, chance Erica it. was mad at me. She's like, Hannah will be disappointed. You, you, she'll, be, she'll be mad. And I was like, no, she'll be okay. And she'd be like, no, she's going to be mad. She's going to be mad at you. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. So I, I just wanted to make sure I apologize for that. So, but uh, you apologize for what? To see your parents. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you stinking, double you. Stinking parents. They're just the worst. <laughs> they called me today. I was in the middle of working on something. They called me today and they're like, hey, uh, uh, we need that. Uh, they they got like um, they got like a tree growing in a window well in front of their house. Okay. And it's like a sealed window well, so I mean it's like got the plastic covering and everything. And when you look down there, there's a tree in it, and the, like <laughs> coming out of the basement window that's underneath the ground. 
And so they wanted something that could cut it. And they have like a thing that's a tree trimmer for like hard to reach high spots. It's like a pole. So my dad's like, I'm just going to put the pole down there. And I'm like, it's just going to grow back. The roots are in there. Right. So they're like, oh, no, 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 we're going to get this done. But the thing was, he calls me up and he's like, can you bring that thing over? And, you know, if I say no, then it's like I stole it. So I borrowed a thing and sat in my garage for two years because he never asked for it back. But now I got to run it over. There. So I run it over there and he sits there. My mother's out there. She's going, oh, he's going to be able to do it. I'm like, he's going to fall in the well. <laughs> he's going to fall in the well. The best, he does is, the best he does is he cuts part of it, but it's still going to be there with the roots. She's like, well, what do you think we should do? I'm like, we're going to grab the 12-year-old. We're going to drop him down there. You gotta dig it up. You gotta. No, yeah, I'm gonna drop Dominic into the well. I'll be like, hey, dig that up for your grandparents. I'll pull you out when you're done. I don't wanna. Well, you're in the well now, buddy. (laughs) I don't wanna. (laughs) Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Launcher. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.